Blog Talk Radio. The Marketing Technology Blog Radio Show with Douglas Carr, founder of the Marketing Technology Blog and author of Corporate Blogging for Dummies, online marketing strategies, web, search, social, email, mobile, news, tips, tricks, and best practices from actual marketers, search professionals, and social media experts. Oh, my goodness, I was <laughs> muted. <laughs> Shane, I told you this wasn't a professional show, right? <laughs> okay. I was wondering what the hell was going on. <laughs> we'll, we'll cut that white face out. <laughs> oh, that's too funny. So everyone, so we just lost half our listeners. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, Shane, welcome to the show. It's it's great to have you. Shane Vaughn, is, uh, you're the CMO, right? I am. Yeah, CMO of, of Ballyhoo. Uh, Ballyhoo is a local marketing automation firm. And uh, and and Shane, if you could kind of introduce yourself and give everybody a background, basically um, where you came from, how you got into this gig, uh, and then and then maybe do a, a nice definition of of what local marketing automation uh, means. Yeah, you bet. More than happy to. So. Um, my background is is really uh you know kind of in the advertising and and marketing realm uh early on uh spent time in in the the big agency world uh selling you know dog food and in candy bars to consumers and um ended up uh kind of getting into technology through that route spent uh, quite a bit of time at Hewlett Packard um in in kind of a, a marketing communications and general marketing role and uh left there a couple of different times to to try out uh I, I seem to always have a desire um for the more entrepreneurial side of the house um so i continued uh uh, would would kind of get my legs underneath me at HP, and then uh, went out and spent some time uh, at a uh, digital marketing company in the uh, in the late 90s when that was really starting to um, uh, gain some momentum. Uh, a few years later, did it again, um, uh, and then finally the last time I left Hewlett Packard um, was about five years ago, and and I had really gotten into the digital marketing side of the business with HP, um, really. Uh, just as a function of its ability to, um, uh, you know, to be able to track what I was doing and, and to be able to provide justification in a large large corporate environment for the budgets that I was spending, it, it really provided me with the ability to see what was going on and communicate that up the chain. Um, prior to leaving HP, my last role there, um, I ended up running a worldwide uh, PPC for HP. So, you know, at the time, HP was spending sixty, seventy million dollars a year. 
um, primarily with uh, you know Google and Yahoo at the time, and uh, kind of led led that effort, managed uh, uh, both the the agencies here uh, as well as the the different regions across the world. Um, and ended up uh, leaving that role to come to Ballyhoo, who uh, was a very, very young startup at the time, uh, and, and actually in a different space than we are now. At the time, Ballyhoo um, was built with the, the vision um, that said, you know, look, as, as media is fragmenting, as consumers are fragmenting and media is fragmenting, the, the media world was becoming very different. Historically, the media world was a, a relatively small number of transactions in terms of purchasing media at the national level with very high dollar volumes because you had the national brands, um, you know, signing long-term significant contracts with the three major networks. So they were big deals um, with big dollar volume, and they were really handled personally. As consumers fragment and as media fragment, um, what happens is you see the number of transactions um, uh, uh, multiply dramatically. You have a lot more transactions that are a lot smaller as the national brands are buying uh, smaller and smaller uh, audience segments so that they can speak to them uniquely. And um, uh, myself and, and some other folks felt like there was a significant opportunity to bring software to play. Um, to be able to deal with those increased number of smaller transactions. So uh, that's when, uh, when Ballyhoo was started. I came in shortly after it was founded, and um, we really sold our project to, to large media buying and planning agencies. Uh, we had then uh, created a, a secondary product that was for media publishers, you know, a bit of an ad inventory system. Um, and then we had a third product in play uh, that, that really was um, – Somebody who, a national brand who looked at a product and said, this is great. They happen to be in the franchise business. And they had about a thousand franchises across the country. They said, this product is great for us at a national level, but, but what I really want to be able to do is, is give something like this to all of my local marketers to help them be more effective at the local level. But to do that, you would need to, uh, you would need to be able to manage the creative part of it in here. Um, uh, you know, and, and it needs to be obviously very focused um, on the local space. And so we started building that third product as a um, uh, really, you know, I, won't, I won't say a lark, but, but really as a, another approach. Um, and that's about brings us to the fall of 2008 when uh, the world changed and um, our financial position ended up very different. And uh, we realized uh, that, that given the financial situation, the macro kind of economic situation, we weren't going to be able to support three products any longer. And so we had to take a long, hard look at those three products and uh, really make the decision to say what has the potential to have the um, – uh, the most significant impact, you know, both both financially um, as well as from a marketing standpoint, um, going forward, and and determine that we're going to invest in that product, and and we essentially bet the company on this product that helped um, local businesses uh, more effectively advertising and market at the local level um, uh, with their national brands, and so uh, really focused the entire company on that effort. Um, started building, uh, we, we, we had the beta tools in place, but really started building that solution out. And it was, um, oh gosh, four or five months uh, after we made that decision point that, that we realized what we were building was a local marketing automation solution. Um, and, and not in the 
the context marketing automation, at least in my perspective, has is a bit of a misnomer. A lot of people associate it with, um, you know, the Marketos and the Eloquas of the world, which are, you know, very focused on the lead standpoint. Um, you know, we look at marketing automation a little bit more holistically, and th that's how we try to provide tools to the local level. Um, uh, and so that's what Ballyhoo does, is, is we help uh, local marketers uh, more effectively go to market and drive demand. And, and we do that in a unique way. We don't go directly knocking on the doors of small businesses. We go to the national brands first. So some of our big customers are people like Kohler, um, makes faucets and toilets, and they have thousands of plumbers and plumbing distributors across the country who sell their products. And so we work with Kohler first. Um, to get access to their local distributors and help them more effectively sell Kohler products. Uh, we do that uh, across a, um, uh, a wide range of, of companies. And Does so that with, give a, a yeah, understanding that, of, of... That helps. Uh, let, me, let me ask you a couple kind of follow-up questions. Um, so, so working with Kohler, you would, you, the local distributors would each sign up with you, or is it just kind of a Kohler signs with you and, and then... Uh, and, and, you know, the program is started up for each distributor? Yeah. Yeah. So, so Kohler signs with us, okay. um, and we are a software as a service. So we're a web-based software solution that uh, once Kohler signs up with us and, and we launch it, all of their local affiliates now have um, access to, to the software. They have a login and a password to access the software. And depending on how the license agreement is structured with the national brand, um, the national brand may pay for – Pay, they may pay a higher license fee and be able to give more free things to their local affiliates, um, or they may choose to, to, to pay a low um, license fee, and, and the local people have to pay a little bit more. Uh, but ultimately, um, uh, you know, they, they, the local affiliates now all have access to our system um, uh, where they can go in, and, and there's basically four major things um, that can be done within our system by, by a local uh, uh, dealer or, or bar or franchisee. Um, I refer to them as local affiliates. Um, one is, is, is cr the creative side. So um, the, the local plumber can access the system and he can build an ad within the system. And that ad is um, you know, jointly between um, uh, himself and Kohler. So it's, it's a, a co-branded piece that is focused on driving demand gen. And he can build that ad across any number of mediums, all the traditional mediums, TV, radio, print, um, newspaper, uh, digital mediums, you know, display advertising, paid search, um, uh, websites, email. Um, so the ad builder has a very similar experience regardless of the medium. So what that allows the, the small local guy to do is to get um, enterprise-level professional creative that is, is really you know, thought through to ensure effectiveness um, uh, and, and he, gets it, he gets it free. Um, he gets it online and he can build that within a matter of minutes. And is, so that's kind is, of the so is it all related to online media buys then? It is not. It is it is across media channels, although okay. naturally just just given where we're at there there is a you know certainly a significant focus to the online space. Okay. So so it is I I mean I'm just asking like broadcast television radio are they in there as well yep. or Okay. Yep. They absolutely and, are. Yeah. And and, yeah, when, and when someone uses your system is it is it basically they, they set up kind of their locale and their target area, and then the, the system basically 
puts the options in front of them as far as what the media spend could be? Yeah, well, so so the you know the first step was really the the creative. The next step then becomes the actual you know execution or media placement of that creative. And um, the the local guys can choose to just take that creative and go and go manage that on their own, um, or they can choose to have us do that. And and in the in the traditional model, um, you know that is where we have a a um, significant team of media planners and buyers here uh, that will. Uh, you know, given your objectives, research your market. If it's television, you know, determine the TV options, negotiate placement and traffic that buy um, on behalf of the local affiliate. On the digital side, that execution may mean um, pushing a website live or sending out emails um, or running your paid search campaign. Um, uh, but that team is designed to execute um, on on all the creative uh, that has been built in the in the prior steps, so so that the local affiliate doesn't have to deal with it. Does that make it. sense? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. That, that's really intriguing, and it and it makes sense that obviously you guys had to scale to a point where you know you really had to bring large organizations aboard that had that local distribution model. Uh, it, it probably wasn't paying off doing it for a mom and pop, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it, yeah, it, it really wasn't, and you know, a lot of the, a lot of the people in the space approach it that way. They sell directly to the SMBs, and, and what that means is you end up with a, um, well, one is is selling to the local business requires a, a frankly requires a, a, a personal introduction. That's why you see companies like Reach Local with thousands and thousands of local sales reps across the country. Um, the problem is that starts to build a financial model. Um, you know, the, the SMB ultimately has to pay for all of those people that are out there that builds a financial model um, that requires, um, you know, frankly, a, an overcharge to the SMB based relative to the budget that he's spending in his local market. Um, you know, we have lots of businesses in, in our um, uh, kind of fold that may only spend a couple of hundred dollars a month on a paid search campaign. Um, and, you know, most companies wouldn't touch a business like that, but we can't effectively do it because we don't have 4,000 salespeople across the country. We manage it all through technology. And, and I'm curious, I mean, do you guys work with, uh, you know, if there's like a large agency that has a thousand, you know, regional customers or whatever, is that something you'd entertain where it's multi-industry or, or is it is it really that you need a focused, you know, um, you know, group or, or target audience? Yeah, we do need a, we do kind of require a focused target, a focused brand. So um, that probably, you know, I can, that kind of gets into a little bit of the kind of like the categories that make sense for local marketing automation. So one is, you know, product manufacturers, anybody who builds a product and th sells it through a set of retailers um, or resellers or VARs or dealers or whatever it is, um, you know, they look at those local resellers. They are fundamentally their customer. That is who's buying their product, and then they're reselling it to their local customers. Um, and so they are a, a perfect target for this. And, in fact, uh, another part of our system manages, kind of manages the financial flow between those two organizations. And um, the product manufacturers are so reliant upon these guys and, and need them so badly to market effectively that they often pay for a good chunk of it through uh, co-op dollars. And so that's another part of our application is it kind of has the, the co-op functionality, functionality built into it. So if I am a 
local dealer and I'm accessing a particular um, ad or looking at executing a particular tactic within the system, I can see that, oh, um, this, the national brand is going to pay for 50% of it or 75% of it. And so there, there builds in a huge incentive to be using the system. And, and I, I mean, I'm curious, well, if you're starting with the major corporation, then obviously that's something that you can, you can push. I was always surprised. I was, you know, a decade ago, and thank God I, I left, but I was in the newspaper industry, and, and yeah. we were always surprised by how many local businesses didn't even realize that there was co-op dollars available for them. Yeah, it is. And, you know, it's one of those big kind of weird secrets. Um, the co-op dollars that are available, uh, 40 to 50% of them go unused. Um, wow. Yeah, it's it's really interesting. It's, you know, just billions and billions of dollars that are left on the table. And it becomes a little bit, the, the manufacturers, um, at least I would I would purport that the, the unsophisticated manufacturers look at it as, breakage, right? We get to tell this story that says we make $10 million available to our local guys, but they only use $3 million a year or $4 million a year, and that's great for us. And, and they, they think that's good because they're looking at it as an expense line item. But when you move co-op to be an investment line item, you know, our argument is I want I want you to, to, to strive to have 100% of your dollars used. And so if you only want to spend $3 million, make $3 million available, but let's get them all spent. Let's get them spent effectively. Let's track the results. Let's turn this into an investment line item instead of an expense line item. Wow, yeah. And, and I, you know, a, a lot of what I had read, and this, you know, for our listeners who are listening, this isn't – we're definitely not just, you know, selling value here. We don't have a, a relationship or anything like that. Um, you know, the conversation here is more on this, you know, whole local marketing automation growth, um, you know, industry, and and that's that. You know, uh, Shane, uh, Sean, sorry, had mentioned earlier that uh, that you know that basically companies don't even know that this is um, available. They just don't even realize um, if you're looking at Marketo and if you're looking at Eloqua. You know, as, as Shane said. It's a different one. It's a different animal. Marketing automation for them is is lead generation uh, primarily, uh, and it's just you know kind of getting people into their call center uh, so that their outbound sales crew can can start dialing for dollars. Um, we we actually have a marketing automation client, uh, and we'll actually play their ad for the first time today, um, right on Interactive, and they pay attention to customer metrics to try to identify you know, which customers are the best to get and everything else. But this level of local marketing automation is important because if you're a small business, one, there's no way that you can handle a cross-channel, you know, channel functional advertising, you know, um, strategy. It's, it's just impossible to sit there and try to do pay-per-click and local ad buys and banners and, and PPC and uh, SEO and everything else to try to balance all of that as a small business, it's it's just impossible. And uh, we have we have also in in the office today we have uh, Adam Small who has a real estate marketing platform. So I think there's you know some similarities there in that you know he works with real estate agents that you know he's doing SMS and and local web mobile uh, what else you do every toll free call, toll -free call capture syndication yeah um, you name marketing. it you know and and so finally it's in a manageable you know, package that uh, a real estate professional could literally get on board and do something with it and get a, a great, 
you know, return on investment. Our message to our audience is that, you know, you don't even realize that this exists. You're going out and maybe getting a, a mail email vendor and you're going out and getting a, a website and the two don't talk to each other and then you're going out and doing PPC and basically uh, probably pouring your money in a black hole because nobody's managing that, you know, that pay-per-click budget. Nobody's watching, you know, whether it's just uh, getting consumed by competitors or fraudulent clicks or, or whatever, um, you know, and, and so these systems now are offering the small business the opportunity to go to one system and really spread their money wisely and then measure the return on that investment as well. Would that would that be kind of a good, you know, synopsis? Yeah, 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 I think it absolutely is. And I think that's really, you know, kind of for a solution like that, it's that's the value proposition for the local business. Um, and, and I think that, that what you also don't want to lose there is the significant value proposition of something like this for the national brand, right? Who, right. Um, you know, if you think about the, it's interesting, if you think about the customer life cycle, the traditional, you know, awareness, interest, consideration, preference, and purchase life cycle, national brands and, and, and the marketing and advertising they do using systems like, you know, Marketo and Eloquent right on, you know, they, they really focus on the first part of that cycle, the awareness, interest, and consideration. But if you are a brand who sells through local resellers, those are the guys that own the preference and the purchase, right? Those are the guys that really own that last mile of marketing. You can, you know, convince um, the, the, the consumer only so much, but once they engage with that local reseller, which they're doing more and more online, if that's a horrible experience for them, if it's, if it's a highly competitive experience for them, um, uh, that's, that's not going to work out well for your brand. You are, you are taking really the most critical part of this customer life cycle and handing it off to, as you just said, somebody who's who's not necessarily a professional marketer, right? And who doesn't have the time and the ability to to do that because they're so focused on um on running the business. So, you know, there's a huge benefit to the national brand to have a army of local marketers who know what they're doing, who are executing uh, effectively, who are measuring it. Um and and ultimately, you can roll all that data up and see what's happening. Well, and not to mention, you know, the the you know, the obvious cost savings associated with, you know, that if you guys are doing huge ad buys, you know, across, you know, publishers, um, you know, every individual kind of gets a, you know, a savings in each market. Um, yeah. So let's, let's, yeah, well, and, I, and I, one, one, there's one other point I want to make that I think is important is, um, you know, another benefit of, and this isn't, about value at all. This is just about, you know, looking at the problem this way. And another major benefit is marketing is fundamentally a data game, right? It's, it is, particularly when we're talking about the digital side of marketing, it is, you know, here's my inputs and then I can see what happens on the back end as my outputs. Um, when, when you're dealing with, with small local businesses, they're typically not spending enough money to get a good enough set of inputs to have faith on what's coming out of the back end, right? Or they're not able to measure it. Um, and so, you know, I, I mentioned, you know, one of our one of our brands, you know, they, the average spend is $200 a month um, at the local level. And you're never going to get enough data spending $200 a month to really build that marketing formula. But what you can do is it, with a system like this in place is we are optimizing that $200 a month 
for the guy in Tulsa based on the $150,000 a month we are spending um, for comp- businesses that look just like him all across the country. And so they get so much value out of that um, that they would never be able to get either doing it themselves or even having you know a local agency do it because they just don't have access to the amount of data and results um, that an aggregated organization does. Uh, that makes perfect sense. Let's let's take a short break. Listen to uh, this uh, brand new right on interactive ad. We had a uh, local guy, Paul Putti. We love Paul. Do you guys know Paul? He's awesome. Not personally, but not personally. <laughs> He's a super guy. We'll have him, we'll have him back for a radio show one time. But uh, he he uh, did this voiceover for Right On Interactive. Marketing tech blog listeners meet Right On Interactive. Right On Interactive is a marketing automation company that helps organizations win, keep, and grow business. They do this through a lifecycle marketing solution that builds engagement throughout the life cycle of every prospect and customer. Recognized as a top-ranking marketing automation solution with a hands-on implementation strategy, RightOn Interactive provides an engagement blueprint for sales and marketing teams so they see where to invest their resources to drive revenue. Engagement drives relationships, and relationships drive revenue. This is why nurturing relationships is key. Lifecycle marketing from RightOn Interactive. It's the next evolution of marketing automation. To learn more, visit writeoninteractive.com. Email info at writeoninteractive.com. We're back with uh, Shane Vaughn, and, and uh, we we have Bob Lass here in the in the office as well. And and Bob, maybe introduce yourself, and then uh, ask Shane. That it was a great question that we talked about during that that ad. Yeah, my name is Bob Bloss. I'm a, I have a little branding firm here in the Indianapolis area, um, and uh, intriguing product. And uh, you know, kind of trying to mentally model it out here a little bit. But um, the idea of somebody like a Kohler, for example, you know, on the back end, being able to kind of look at the data, um, both aggregated, kind of national footprint-wise, for somebody like Kohler, and then being able to break it down into regions and sort of seeing what's flying even down to particular, uh, you know, VARs or dealers or what have you. What is, uh, what is the capability uh, with regard to that sort of scenario? Yeah, it's, um, uh, you know, the, it's highly flexible to, to be able to look at all that. And, and you can get some really fascinating data that way, right, because it's not just necessarily, you know, we can look at certainly aggregate spend and, and results, and that's, you know, from a dashboard perspective, kind of the most interesting thing typically. But, you know, as you start to dig further down in the data, you can start to see, okay, what what vehicles are working best across my base of resellers? Now, that becomes very interesting. It also becomes very interesting to see, to start to compare, you know, overall reseller performance relative to what marketing vehicles are using. Um, what it gives them the ability to do, and this, you know, speaks very particularly to the digital standpoint, is, you know, we work a lot with our with our clients to help them look at, okay, who's using the digital mediums available within the system, and and let's, you know, cross that against who's really a successful dealer, and oftentimes there's an incredibly high correlation. So what that allows these guys to do is to hold this group up um, of high performers who are using a digital medium, and, and it really helps to now move the rest of their base of resellers into the digital age when they can see um, – uh, you know, their peers across the country having success with it. 
So that that's you know that's a major benefit, um, or I guess a major piece of information they can take out. I think another one ends up kind of on the creative level. So being able to see what creative pieces are being used uh, across the country and the different um, uh, results those types of different creative pieces get becomes incredibly valuable um, for the national brand. They can really see how their products are performing. Um, in a in a in a much earlier perspective than they can by just looking at the trailing sales numbers. So it helps to give them more data and education and understanding um, on their products. And and you know finally there is the the element of being able to quickly and easily um, kind of launch new products and promotions across the country through their resellers. Having a a centralized system like this um, uh, allows them to put that in, push that information out much quicker. And I think it's important to note here, um, you know, I, if, if you're a if you're a local company and serving a local community, um, you know, the the important the really important thing I think that needs to be said too is that that's growing from a search engine standpoint, from a social standpoint, from a social impact on search standpoint. Local is is everything. You know, we we even work with national companies, and we're always telling them to to you know market locally as well. Um, it doesn't, you know, because someone sees that, you know, let's say DK New Media as an agency has a huge, has a big footprint here in Indianapolis, it doesn't mean that we're not national and international as well. It doesn't preclude us from that. If we're if we're seen as an Indianapolis agency, that does not mean that we're not seen as a national agency when it comes to search and social and online marketing. And and I, I think it's, you know, now obviously with uh, with search engines, uh, local is absolutely uh, just huge. People make geographic targeted searches on a daily basis. And then even if they're not putting a geography in there, uh, Google is giving them geographic-based results. Uh, And then if they're logged in with their social network, well, your social network always happens to be local. And and so your, your results are refined and also local based on that social um, network that you have. So, so the you know the local is just absolutely huge. In fact, um, one of our one of our clients, and we'll brag it up a little bit, is Angie's List, and um, and you know the they were doing last year they were doing these huge topical basically marketing ploys. You know, so going after roofing and remodeling and doctors and dentists, and um, and so we did this massive analysis of where their traffic was coming from and. And everything else, where their traffic was coming from was geo-local searches. People were searching for, you know, uh, cheapest Indianapolis, you know, whatever. They were searching for best, you know, uh, Houston dentist. They were, you know, and so um, so we we turned it, you know, basically upside down. And um, if anybody hasn't gone to their site, they're, you, you're seeing a lot of huge changes. They hired an actual newspaper publisher there. Um, and and so they're turning into really just a, a phenomenal content team. Um, but they uh, now they have geocat pages. They call them ge- geographic category pages, where they're talking about you know um, remodeling homes in Houston, and 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 they're focused on on markets and they're doing PR in markets because geography is even though they're a national firm. Everything is local from a business standpoint when you're talking about, you know, products and uh, especially in the service industry, and and uh, and trying to get those 
get those results. So um, it's it's more important, I think, than than ever for companies, even national companies, to take a look at local. Yeah, I, and I yeah, I couldn't agree more. You know, it's interesting. We um, we talk a little bit about you know we're all you know fairly focused on search naturally just being in this space um and search is all about trying to understand consumer intent you know based on the verbiage that they choose to to search for and you can imagine somebody who searches for big screen tv if you tried to you know place them on the the buying cycle that we talked about they may be in the awareness interest category um but if somebody searches for big screen tv in indianapolis and they do add that geographic modifier, they have just thrown off a significant buying cycle telling um, uh, you know, the, the marketer that they are all the way down into consideration, preference, and purchase. They are ready to buy if they're looking for this in their local market. Um, but national brands, like you said, are focused on the national side of it. They're not looking at the local side of it. And so you have this consumer throwing off buying signals. They're ready to go, um, but you're entrusting you know, a group of, of of um, untrained marketers to, to to pick up that demand, and and I think that um, I think that's you know the key thing for a national brand to take away from here is that people buy locally, um, and and you know locally is local marketing, particularly online, is just different, it's fundamentally different. I mean, SEO is kind of the key. Um, one of the key things to point to with those differences, you know, the backlinks are much less important than, um, uh, you know, than references to your business name and your, and your phone number and your address across, across the web. It's, it's fundamentally different. And these national brands have an incredible wealth of resources to draw on. You know, Kohler has 2,000 local outlets, essentially. They're separate businesses, but they're local outlets to sell their product. They have a great opportunity to capitalize on their local, um, unique local content, and they can have a, a local presence if they just put the tools in place to do it. And and some of the, you know, you're, you're, Kohler's doing it. You know, we, we, uh, we've we worked with uh, Bear, B-A-E-Char, the, you know, the, the pink yep. folks. They do it. You know, they have a mobile application to find the you know, find the Home Depot around the corner where you can go purchase their paint, uh, and then yeah. tools to help you select it and everything. So, yeah, it, it's it's a it's a, I think you well to go back to our first conversation. I think you guys picked the right product, <laughs> right target, yeah. because this is an exploding market. Um, we have with us in the office as well Anita Baker. Anita's been. Uh, doing marketing for, for large clients and, and strategic marketing for, for years. And one of the things that Anita had asked was, you know, how do you explain this to a small business, right? How do you, how do you position yourselves to a, to a, um, to a small business who may not understand what a, you know, cross marketing mix, you know, can, can provide for them? Yeah. Well, you know, it's interesting. It's been a struggle for us. Um, uh, we originally, um, and, and it still works this way to some point, but the, the tool is kind of built as a, um, you know, we'll build it, we'll give you the, the username and the password, and you can log on and do whatever you want. There's all kinds of stuff in there you can do. It'll be great. And, you know, what we found out was a lot of businesses just don't do it, um, even if they have access to it. Even if the national brand is paying for it for them, you know, that's the reason that, that you know, the 40, 50% of co-op dollars go unspent because it's just overwhelming. Um, and so what we realized we needed to do was um, simplify and make it easier. Um, we needed to take some of the um, um, 
some of the difficulty out of it. And, and so we've really focused now on um, providing some very easy subscription-based products um, that the small businesses can essentially sign up for and set it and forget it. And on a monthly basis, they, they get reporting sent directly to them, or they can log in and get reporting anytime they want. Um, but, you know, examples of that are we will bundle things like um, local websites, local search engine registration, and, and local ease feeds, um, and paid search together at a set monthly price for a small business. Um, they, they can buy that, and it just rolls for them. So, so what we end up selling them is really kind of a, a digital online presence. Um, we don't need to go into the details of why we're choosing to feed their data to local ease versus UVL or, or what the custom categories are we decided to use in, um, uh, you know, Google Places or, or now Google Plus. They don't, we don't need to go into that level of detail. What we need to do is be able to just deliver on the promise that says your customers are online and we'll, we'll help you find them and we'll help them find you. Yeah, that's, that's fantastic. I'm curious, too, if, if in terms of the um, inventory that's carried in local markets, is there some data that you capture about, like in Texas, like you know, Houston or somewhere else that could apply to a different local market that might shift the inventory? So you're not just looking at you know, the sales numbers at the back end, but you're thinking about how might you change the mix of inventory that someone ha that when a one story hat one store has, so that they can begin to attract different people. Yeah, that's you know that's an interesting point. I don't think we've gotten there yet um, from kind of that. You know, there's we we definitely have some predictive analysis built around marketing performance, but I don't think that we've we haven't expounded it yet to be more um, I think broader um, predictive analysis across the business and get into things like like inventory in terms of variance or levels or those types of things. But it, it's certainly an opportunity. I think that you know I think that. You know, once you have a good set of data, there, there's there's just so many different places uh, you can take it uh, to provide value. Hey Shane, this is Marty. Um, I uh, uh, I also read the the paper that you uh, did with uh, Gartner Research, the uh, strategic oh, yeah. insights briefing. Uh, gr great mm -hmm. stuff, and I and I and I know it included the Gartner's top ten marketing processes for 2012. I don't want to spoil it for people, but could you, could you at least mention like maybe one or two of the surprises that you found uh, going, you know, working on this with Gartner? Yeah, you bet. I mean, you know, naturally uh, for for kind of the space that we're in, the the most significant one that we found um, was, you know, Gartner. Frank came out and and I'll read the quote directly. It said says that by 2015. Companies that, that focus on integrated processes for local marketing enablement will increase revenue by 15 to 20 percent. Um, and you know that's not we we can't you know, make Gartner say that. <laughs> they, they you know their clients are the the largest um, brands in the world selling you know all kinds of products primarily in the technology space, um, and and they're directly telling. Um, the world as well as all their clients that if you focus on local it is, it is so important that, that it can you know have a 20% increase in your revenue in two and a half years that is um, just an incredibly dramatic and powerful statement um, that, that I think really um, you know helps to 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 make people realize how important local is right now and that you have to get in on this 
now, and, and you really need to be you really need to be thinking about it. And however you choose to address it, whether it's with a company like Value, whether it's doing it manually, however it is, it is critically important, and it is going to impact your top and bottom lines in the very very near future. That's interesting because I I, I did read it, and uh, you know I also found that they you know they took a, a very uh, holistic approach to SEO, site optimization, inbound marketing, uh, social. All of it as you know now, looking at that as a completely integrated ecosystem. Whereas I think right. you know even a year ago, a lot of those activities tended to to be somewhat siloed. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And for anybody listening that, that wants to see that report, you can you can download it at Ballyhoo.com. Um, it is it is pretty interesting to see you know Gartner. Um, uh, it really has a unique perspective on the industry as they you know they they see virtually everything that's happening and so um uh, yeah they 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 provide some great value what other types of uh you know i i'm curious you know what other kinds of trends are you seeing kind of industry wide when it comes to you know local marketing automation i mean obviously you guys have kind of a a footprint as you know planting your flag in the ground as as the you know the, yeah. the vendor in that market, but you know are you are you seeing you know trends where people are um, leaning let's say away from traditional into you know paid search more or, or things like that? Yeah, um, yeah. So I guess you know there's a couple of things there that, that come to mind. We we actually just recently did a um, a research study, and you know it was interesting. It, asking people who's investing in local and who's not and and what's the ROI and and how are you measuring it those types of things um but there there was an interesting i think kind of set of statistics that came out of that um one is that um uh about 80% that's actually 81% of of national marketers um, who, who are executing local expect the ROI to be either the same as their national or greater um, so, so that's saying that you know right now the 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 people in the brands look very favorably on local marketing. Eighty percent of them think it's as good um, or better than national marketing. Um, so, so that's kind of one data point. But the second data point says that forty-five percent of them are unable to track local marketing ROI. So it's a little bit of hey, we think this is going to be a great thing, but we don't know why because we can't track the ROI of it. Um, so, so I think. That's interesting. I think you'll see those two statistics, the the driving ROI of local activities um, is going to be a major trend um, uh, coming in the future. There's, I think national brands are starting to realize the amount of dollars and effort they're spending there compounded with the amount of dollars and effort their local um, affiliates are spending there is significant, and they need to get an understanding of um, – uh, the ROI that's producing. So at a macro level, I think that's going to be a big, um, a big trend over over the coming years. Um, but at a, at a more micro level, I think um, that is, I've been running some numbers lately, and this always fascinates me. We, as digital marketers, tend to be very focused on um, conversions being digital. Um, uh, you know, I know as Ballyhoo, when I go out and market myself digitally, I expect my potential customers to convert digitally, to download a white paper, to, to, to attend a webinar, those types of things. Um, and we tend to try to then project that onto the local activities. But 
Um, you know, if you think about your own behavior, if you're if you're converting for some offer with United Airlines, you're more than happy to convert digitally. In fact, you want to because the last thing you want to do is get on the phone with them uh, because you know it's going to take forever. But if you're converting to your local home remodeler or local sandwich shop, you're you're much more hesitant to convert digitally for a couple of reasons. One is you don't. Um, you don't have faith that they can handle a digital conversion, frankly. Um, uh, you know, that's one reason. The second reason is that, you know, local consumers want local relationships with local businesses. That's just the way it goes. And so I was going through data on a customer, couple of our customers. And one of these customers is a um, very large um, uh, kind of retail outlet. They have um, 11,000 uh, local uh, retail outlets across the country. Uh, they also have e-commerce. They're they're fully e-commerce enabled. Um, so we measure conversions with them by um, the the obviously the e-commerce that's driven from from the activity, as well as then we 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 apply phone calls um, over a certain amount of time, kind of constitute a conversion. And so when I was going through their data, I was absolutely amazed to find out that even though, and this is a paid search program, so even though these searchers are are clicking through a paid search ad going to their website the the local business's website where they can buy that product 70% of them are picking up the phone and calling so they are seeing a 70% phone conversion rate and a 30% digital conversion rate which frankly is the complete inverse of what you see at the national level and and I started diving into this across our customer base and it is incredibly consistent Local consumers want to pick up the phone and convert with local businesses. And so, you know, that, that, that brings with it a, a whole set of realizations, you know, the most important being that, wow, phone tracking is critically important. And if you're going to execute activities at the local level, you better have a great solution for phone tracking. Otherwise, you're going to be missing the bulk of your conversions. And, and for folks that, you know, it's so funny that you're saying this because we were we were literally in a meeting yesterday, you know, kind of yelling at a client that they got to get phone tracking, you know, uh, up and running. And for for folks that don't understand what that might be, is it's literally every piece of media that you put out online, you can have different phone numbers, and and there's there's great vendors out there where you can get hundreds of 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 different phone numbers, and basically you can target you know, a specific campaign with them or anything. And then they capture that phone number. Many of them integrate to your analytics. So you can you can actually get, like, good data, I think, has a great um, call tracking uh, all the way down to uh, Google Analytics where you can track all the way through to a conversion. And, and, and we've even done it for clients where they were spending an inordinate amount of money on, on search engine optimization for specific keywords. So we would literally change the phone number on the website based on the keyword that people were searching for just so that we could, you know, show, you know, whether the expenses were justified or not. And the irony is, you know, we, we you know, we do it a lot, you know, to show our accountability, but more often than not, we're doing it because we want to see what's working and what's not working. So call tracking is just a, it's another exploding, I think, kind of a, technology that 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 people can take advantage of for a very very low cost yeah it really is and and just 
for anybody that's listening, I would throw a word of caution there that be careful with how you do it. I know that you guys um, know, uh, you know, know how to do it on the website effectively so that it doesn't negatively impact your um, search engine optimization, right. your, your kind of key NAP name, address, and phone. But for the for the untrained person, um, be careful um, because you need to make sure that the, you don't confuse the search engines. Um, uh, absolutely. But yeah, it is critically important. Um, and and that's you know uh, one of the one of the features in our app uh, automatically does that it automatically drafts tracking tracking phone numbers into uh, every piece of material that's created um, those phone calls all flow back into analytics and you can also all those phone calls depending on the choice of the national brand but typically they all get recorded um, which is another huge benefit of call tracking is you as the business owner or the marketer can actually sit down and listen to the phone calls that came in and it gives you the ability to really judge your um, you know your people on the floor or in the office answering the phone their ability to turn interest into customers um, and we've had you know lots of business make businesses make wholesale changes um, based on listening to those phone conversations awesome well let's take a, a Short break. This this time is from a sponsor of ours, uh, Delivera. Delivera does uh, email marketing and really specializes in in taking care of their customers. I would say first, and and I don't mean that from a they have great customer service. I mean they literally um, just they're they're a service oriented uh, email marketing company, and uh, and we love having them as a sponsor. Delivera has been providing email software and professional services for more than 13 years. Delivera helps businesses and organizations execute effective email marketing campaigns by providing dynamic software and professional services, from full-out consulting engagements to help when you need it in areas such as design, production, deliverability, and testing. Voted one of the 2011 best places to work in Indiana and one of Inc. 5000's fastest-growing companies. Delivera partners with businesses and organizations across all industries and verticals and truly opens its doors each and every day to put the customer first. To learn more about Delivera, visit www.delivera.com or call 866-915-9465. Tell them you heard about Delivera from the Marketing Technology Blog. Well, here, here's a question for you, uh, Shane. Do, do you find that your your businesses that you're working with, you know, uh, obviously B two C is a is a huge uh, is a huge thing. Even though you're working kind of in a B two B space as well, um, when you're working with these national retailers and local distributors, do you see this as as, as advantageous to product based companies, service based companies, or or, or both? Um, it's both, definitely. I think that um, I think that you know we we have to look at a little bit of a combination of the national brand and then the local people, right? So what do what do each one of those do that that makes makes this be successful? And you know, from a product side, we see that it's most successful when um, the national brand is the product manufacturer and they are selling a product to the local guy, and the local guy is reselling that product as well as adding service on top of it. And, and the reason that we see that um, model being most successful is if 
at the local level, you're not adding any service on top of the product. You're simply a reseller. That means your margins are typically really, really thin there, um, and you just don't see those guys investing in marketing uh, very much at all. Um, but when you can bring the service component into it, that's what impacts the local margins and gives them the ability to spend money on marketing. That's fantastic. Well, well, we like to close out to sh the show, and, and I mean, I think we're we're probably over. And thank you so much for um, time. Um, obviously, ballyhoo.com is where people can uh, sign up, see a demo, uh, everything. I've posted, you know, in the chat room. I, I've posted it on Twitter, uh, your Twitter address, which is uh, Shane Vaughn. And uh, and Shane, we got to get your, we got to get more tweets out of you. Um. <laughs> I know you know what uh, you'd be better off looking at uh, at Ballyhoo because that's okay. where I tweet mostly. All right, that's <laughs> good to know. Uh, briefly mention that um, you guys put out a great newsletter called The Pulse, and it's just chock full of great stuff uh, every month. So I would really encourage everyone to go have a look at it. Hey, I really appreciate it. Thank you. And, and is, uh, what other kind of resources should we be pointing people to to? You know, kind of, you know, keep up on on local marketing automation, the opportunities, edu educate their clients. You know, obviously, this is something we're going to talk to to ours about too. Um, where else should they be looking? Yeah, you bet. You know, we have. Uh, I think, like like you mentioned, um, uh, another company. You know, we are very much into the the content market. We we generate quite a bit of content. We have a um, I have a managing editor that sits here um, on our marketing team, whose job it is to cultivate content across the company and publish that. So um, on Value.com, there's a resource center um, with everything from. Um, we, we have some great videos out there, one from our CEO that uh, that is fantastic. We've got we just actually completed a. Um, uh, joint webinar with the American Marketing Association, uh, specifically around the topic I was talking about, um, the ROI of local marketing and how to measure it. Um, we had a, a, a marketing ROI specialist join us for that, and it's actually a great webinar if you're interested in this. Um, so I just keep an eye out on the Resource Center there and, and on Twitter. Um, you know, there's there's more and more and more content being generated in this space because it just changes every day. You can wake up one morning and find out that Google's going to get rid of places and move it over to G plus and and everybody has to scramble and and that's what makes it fun um, but it makes it challenging and so hopefully we can help to filter through some of that information and, and give you what's really important and uh the blog is at blog dot or marketing dot dot com yep. I apologize um, it is and uh, hey, hey uh, a quickie just to throw this out there we tested a service uh, last week that might be of interest to you guys as well uh, we 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 were um, basically ramping up in, in um, our local presence, which is important. We're, we're doing it for different reasons, for business re reasons. We were basically, you know, advised by a, a you know a business and credit counselor that you know local reach is important, not just from a marketing standpoint. It's also from a banking standpoint and credit, business credit history, and everything else that you need to be listed on Yellow Pages and City Search and and all of these things. So we we are, are uh, we have a pay per click uh, company that we work with quite a bit, uh, Ever Effect, and they pointed us to a, a service called Yext Y E X E dot com, yep. and uh, obviously a totally different you know. Uh, uh, Service than than a ballyhoo, uh, but we tried it out and it was exceptional. I mean, they they 
they probably updated our, our business or added our business registration on about, I think we're up to about 45 or 50 sites, uh, and, and they maintain it for you as well. So um, yep. every single month, you know, they, they try to get you on more. So uh, if anybody is interested, it was yext.com, which was, uh, which was kind of cool. So, uh, and that's yeah, Yext is, Yext is great. Absolutely. I would definitely support them and, and, and say take a look at that. Yeah, and, and you know, uh, again, local business, you know, local marketing probably starts with being on the map and being where people are searching for. And 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 uh, I'm not a fan of directories. I'm not a, a huge fan of – I'm not a fan of Yellow Pages at all. Um, but, but the fact is is that, you know, getting on 40 or 50 different local search results um, can't hurt you, you know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, not at all. Well, and we, you know, we talked a little bit about this. Local SEO is different. The, the most important thing you can get from a local SEO standpoint is what's called a citation. It is your your business's name and your address and phone number appearing in a bunch of different places. The engines look at that and say, "Wow, that must be an important business. It shows up 75 different places." Um, and so, you know, a service like Yext is fantastic for um, increasing your your SEO at the local level. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, Shane, I can't thank you enough. Anything else to add? No, I you know, I appreciate your time. This is great. It's, you know, perfect on a Friday afternoon to sit around and and theorize about local marketing. So thanks for your time, gentlemen. Well, and, and next time you're in uh Indianapolis, you can come in and drink beer during the show. So Absolutely. Yeah. I'm in. <laughs> All right, Shane. Well thank right. you very much. Thanks everybody. Bye bye. Connect with us anytime at marketingtechblog.com. And from there, follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Thanks for listening to the Marketing Tech Blog.